If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. We've got a guest on today, Beth Parrish. Now, Beth teaches confidence. She also likes to get her riders to slow down, get quiet, use their intuition and listen to their horse. How are you, Beth? I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, yeah, wonderful. Yep. Yep. Now, Beth, before we even get started, we'd like to just have a um, favourite quote, you know, just something that you can often, when people have a favourite quote, it tells us a bit about themselves. So what have you got for your favourite quote? Actually, I've been thinking about more recently. It's work with what you have until you get what you want. Yes, yes. And it it really brings back like a sense of gratitude of what's in front of you. Yep. And then it also encourages you to create a clear picture of how much better things can get. Okay. Okay. So work with what you have and get clear on what you want. Yep. Yep. All right. Now, just thinking about, because you've really got a specialty there, you know, you're teaching people a lot to use their intuition. Tell us how you first started thinking about using your intuition when you rode, how you came to sort of have this specialty, I suppose. Well, this is actually a pivotal moment in my career. I was a young course trainer working under um, a woman who was helping me learn how to retrain my horses. Mm-hmm. And I was very diligent about working. And there were times where I felt like some of the horses were a little too squirrely and maybe I should be a little more careful. But I was young and I just wanted to you know, soldier on and keep doing my thing and not question anything and, and sure. do exactly what she wanted. So uh, one day that morning, I had a voice, an inner voice, say, you're going to fall today. And I actually ignored it. I just kept going. I said, no, I'll be okay. I'll just keep riding. And sure enough, that was spooked out of nowhere. I came off and broke my arm, a f- compound fracture, had to put a metal plate in there. Oh, wow. But all I can think of is on the way to the hospital was I knew that was going to happen. I did nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. So that in itself was huge. I was able to then learn how to build my confidence back up. That was the biggest um, way that I became fearful. And I had to learn how to build my confidence up on my steady horse. And then from there, it taught me about compassion for my students. And I didn't push them like I used to. Mm -hmm. And I would say, do you have a gut feeling about something you have to tell me? And then we can discuss it. And even if you have to hop off, there's no shame in that. So it really taught me how to listen to the internet and it's there for us all the time. All right. Just thinking about someone who would like to ride like that, you know, that sort of person, should they already have good intuition or is this something that you like to teach people and and talk to them about? 
could really teach anyone. Uh, there are different ways you can tap into your intuition. Mm-hmm. There are some people that feel things and some people that hear things and some people that just have a, a good knowing, but um, learned how to kind of assess basically how to um, figure out what you're capable of, like your superpowers. So once we figure that out, then we can go from there. Like taking it a step above of whether you're kinesthetic or um, a visual or an auditory learner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you're really using a lot of NLP skills coming in there and teaching those to your students. And then I noticed one time, I, you know, I called you and you said um, on your message something about just slow down, take a breath, you know. And I think sometimes even from just within our lives, sometimes we need to slow down and take a breath. But on our horse, especially if we're a bit tense, we're not taking a breath. We're not breathing, are we? So just that slow down, take a breath, breathing is sometimes going to give people more confidence. Absolutely. And once you're breathing, your horse can relax and then it creates a real beautiful, harmonious relationship that the horse can understand that the rider is there with them and present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the best thing, do you think, about working within this particular field where you're teaching confidence, you're getting people to listen to their horse? What's the best thing? The best thing is when I get a message um, saying, hey, I just took my horse out and we galloped out on the trail for the first time. I had no fear. And that, that to me just gives me chills like oh my gosh it's working I'm so excited for my student Mm, mm. giving them that that sense of confidence and knowing like in that moment that they're going to be fine and they're enjoying themselves and knowing that their horse is happier too it's pretty amazing okay okay now thinking about whether it's that particular student or another one tell us about it like a case study or, or a student that you've had that they've started off tell us where they were what exercises you did with them and then how they are now. Sure. I had um, one student, an adult student, who was just going to ride, and she was very fearful of her horse. It was actually her son's horse, and he left riding um, and kind of just left her with this big wormlet. And she would get to the mounting block and actually start shaking. Mm-hmm. And all we did was work on breathing, and if she wanted to get on for a moment and then hop off, that was okay. And we do that for three or four lessons. And then after a while, and it would be okay for her to just walk a little bit. And what I ended up doing is I had her ride my steady horse, who would take care of everyone. And she ended up trotting around the arena after a couple months, just in so much joy and happiness, that by the time she got back to her horse that she was afraid of, she was able to do the same with him. And he became a wonderful caretaker as well. So that that was a beautiful shift to see that, to, from like just being terrified to get on and be able to go around trotting real carefree. It was just really neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the size of the horse intimidated her? A little, little bit. He also had some issues. Um, at the time, he was living in a stall most mm-hmm. of his life, and not thrilled with that. So when we finally we ended up purchasing him, and and let him be out in the pasture with other horses, and he transformed beautifully. Okay. He just needed to be like a horse, you know. So that that was a big factor. He just wasn't so angry anymore. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. okay, okay. And those horses that you're using, you know, to give people confidence, how do you find them? You know, is it that you find them and they might be an angry horse and you 
teach them, train them to be better horses or do you look for a particular type of horse to teach beginners and or not even beginners but, you know, sometimes experienced riders but to teach confidence because you need you need the horses that are able to do that. What do you do? Do you train them yourself? Do you look for them? It's been, it's been a mix over the years. Uh, I was really fortunate. My little Ian was an absolute amazing top builder and he would take care of everyone no matter what. Mm-hmm. Don and just know he was going to take care of you. Whereas uh, the Oldenburg Red Cross, he was he was a handful. And in the beginning, I was not entirely sure he'd be great for lessons, so I only let the advanced riders use it. Yep. And then later on, uh, years later, we just developed a relationship, and I, I truly believe that my Arabian was talking to him. And then I was eventually able to put five-year-old beginners on him, and he would take care of them. Okay. And it was just amazing. So it was, it was a neat shift, and it just takes a while, just like anything else sources. So it sounds like you're teaching confidence to riders, but you're teaching confidence to horses as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes hand in hand for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about people, they, they come for a lesson and they say, what's your specialty? And you say, look, I teach riders to slow down, get quiet, use their intuition and listen to their horse. Do you get some people saying, oh, come on, I just want to ride. You know, I don't want to slow down. I don't want to use my intuition. I just want to ride. Do you get people like that? And if you do, what do you say to them? Well, I tell them this is uh, the best way to learn, and that's not what they're interested in. They can find someone else. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm definitely one where I I very much am about honoring the fact that the horses let you ride them. And I think it's so important to keep that appreciation, that gratefulness going. Where we even have a ritual now, uh, before someone rides, they get on the mounting block, and we put a hand on the feathers and a hand on the rump. And I have them take a few deep breaths and wiggle their toes and their boots so it gets them to be present and quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I simply have them send much love and appreciation and imagine that the ride is over. It was one of the best rides ever. And like thank the horse for that feeling. And then when we go to get on, the horse is like, oh, the heat is here. They're not floating away. So many times when you go to get on, you're just either excited or you have a little nervous energy. And this just like brings you back into your body. The horse appreciates that so much. Okay. Okay. And this process, it seems like it would only take a couple of minutes, but but does it take a couple of minutes? Does it take longer? Oh, no, it doesn't take long at all. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the cool thing. Okay. It, okay. You can do that. And then. So just so that minute or two at the beginning of the ride can change the ride. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I do notice if, if a rider does get frustrated, we stop and then we breathe and I might have to hold the horse for a moment and they close their eyes or reach down and hug the horse and, and we just hit the reset button. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's that yeah. whole appreciating yeah. the horse rather than being upset with the horse and cranky with the horse, appreciate the horse for what they're giving to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're such willing animals. It's amazing. Yes, and it's not personal, is it? You know, if the horse gets a fright or something, they're not worried about it. You know, it's not it's not personal that they're angry at you because you were late with their feed this morning. It's they're worried. That's why they had a shy. That's why they did that. They don't hold grudges. They don't hold, they don't have, lo- you know, the memories of what you did to them. Exactly. Yep, they're in the moment and they teach so beautifully. Yep, yep, yep. So for riders that do come in, you know, because I know you coach riding, it's not just all about the confidence. What's a common fault that you see with them? You know, once you've got them to the stage where they are quiet, they're using their intuition, they've, they're they listening to the horse, 
once they're in that moment, they're present with their horse, then what are you teaching? You know, what, what do you see as a common fault and how can you fix it? Uh, there's usually tension that bubbles up. So the next step is that we release the tension with stretching. A lot of people um, just innately tighten up in their thighs and, and they will um, do unnecessary gripping. And uh, you can even see it in their face where they get tensed up if they're thinking too much in their head. Yep. So I just do a lot of breathing and relaxing and softening and seeing how little they can do to get the results that they want. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. Okay. Okay. And then do those riders go on then and ride, compete, do anything else? Or is this just a different group of riders who are looking for something else within their riding? I've had uh, students of all different levels and some who have never competed into their first uh, schooling shows and competed in Dressage and did beautifully. Um, some that have switched over from Western and they were just tickled by how well they did from coaching. That was pretty wonderful. And then I just have other riders that love the connection and just want to hang out. And I have one rider who only wants to ride um, in the bareback hat and, and feel that connection. And so it's just all different levels. Okay. Um, and it's been it's been amazing. I've been teaching 18 years. Yep. So at the moment, actually, um, in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm teaching a lot of uh, people in the movie industry, and they come and they want to like fine tune their skills so they get an acting um, an acting job or a stunt job where they have to look like they know what they're doing. Of course, yes. <laughs> I yes. can help them out. So and they they also appreciate my teaching and how how it goes well, and they like the tuning of all the different movements that we do. It's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking, you know, to be a stunt rider, you'd sort of want to be getting on. You don't find them just getting on saying, I've got this part, you know, in two weeks and I've got to be able to jump over a six-foot fence or, or jump jump down off a six-foot drop and then I've got to do that. You you don't get them like that. They're quite happy to. We we have some that the first lesson I want to gallop. I'm like, well, my older yeah. horse might not be up for it, but if he feels like you're ready, and they actually ended up carrying the second lesson. And this is an arthritic horse that was like, this guy feels great. Let's go for it. So, okay. you know, I just, I'm completely honest with them. Like, yeah, this is what we have to offer, yes. and um, yeah, we'll do as much as we can. And then if I I'm not able to provide, then find you another person. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it works out really well. A lot right. of the times, they just love being able. To get the basics solidified, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about your book. You've got inspired writing. What's actually in the book? So I have um, a little ebook called Inspired Writing, and yeah. it's basically the beginning of how I started teaching and mm-hmm. how I learned animal communication. Yep. And then my uh, my other book is a guidebook, and it's principally three parts. One is for riders. The second part is for instructors. Yep. So if they want to learn about how I teach and my mm-hmm. philosophy. And then the third part is about how um, I have all different stories. So I just put mm-hmm. in a few that I thought were really useful. So it would good. be good to have that. And okay. that's, that's just downloadable right on the website. Okay, perfect. All right. 
All right, then. Now, just if there's anyone, because you sort of came across this yourself, but is there any other people that you'd like to say that they've really helped you along the way, you know, to help you with your, did you go to NLP? Did you learn NLP? You've just found this yourself. How does that work out? You know, because you've talked about kinesthetic, visual and auditory. Yes. I've been on a quest since college Mm -hmm. um, about esoteric learning and I've I've really enjoyed uh, all different types of um, different kinds of learning, like Abraham Hicks, conversations with God, things like that. And I just really feel like using my inner guidance has Mm -hmm. helped me with my teaching. Okay. And uh, there's another one of Bert Goldman. He does quantum jumping, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's all about, you know, you can talk to a doppelganger, a successful one of yourself and in in another future. and and see what advice they can give you. So it's pretty cool. Okay, okay. All right. Well, those who are interested in, um, I think, probably more of a spiritual journey, do you think? Am I am I reading that right, Beth? Oh, yeah. There's elements yeah. of it. I mean, I'm still very much a classic trainer. Um, okay. And then I just kind of fold in the intuition as yes. well. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep. All right. Look, what about a book that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Have you got that? Is that the one you just Absolutely. talked about? I have yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually another one. Um, yep. I read. I had written a fiction book, mm-hmm. and it's a time travel adventure where horses and humans unite to save the universe. And the book <laughs> is called the, the. It's wonderful. The book is called the String Keeper's Wish, and okay. I had written it over years and years, and I got a very clear directive to finish it um, August two thousand fifteen. And um, I finished it, and I self-published on Amazon, and I was so grateful I did because a few months later, there was a wildfire. Everyone was safe, but our house was gone, including the computer that I wrote it on. <laughs> oh, wow. So now, yes, I you would have lost that. it. My yep. intuition was very clear. You must finish now. Yes. So I'm quite glad yes. I did. Yes. But, okay. but yeah, The String Keeper's Wish is a, quite a wild ride. I've had wonderful reviews from from one, uh, lots of horse people and people I don't even know. And uh, it's it's super fun and I'm working on so. And what about the String Keeper's Wish? Is that, what age group is that? You know, because it sounds to me like an adventure one that would be suitable for children. Is that right or, or it's more of an adult adventure? I would say young adult to adult um, okay. for sure. Because okay. it, it does deal with some concepts. It does teach about animal communication and and um, some interesting energetic work, things I've learned over the years. Yep. It also has random dreams of mine that I've cataloged and put in. Um, so it's it's pretty wild, but it's fun. So yeah, <laughs> I would say like you know, age ten to twelve or, or older. All right, we'll put those <laughs> details on um, on your page too at Horse Chats, which will be. Uh, horsechats.com slash Beth Parish, and that's um, just go to Horse Chat, search for Beth, search for Parish, and Parish has got two R's, so it's P A R R I S H, and we'll have that link to Amazon or, or to the book as well if you'd like to to get that. But at the moment, I think you said you were working on another book, or what else are you looking forward to at the moment in the next 12 months or so? I'm actually looking forward to uh, starting to travel more. I, ha- I had some recent injuries where I had to take some time off, and I'm finally mobile again. So uh, this coming weekend, I'll be flying back to Texas to work with some of my old clients. Mm-hmm. And then my goal is actually to fly out to the Perth area uh, next year. I have a dear friend that I connected with online, and she's been one of my remote coach students. 
And so I'm excited to start teaching internationally. Okay, good, good. All right, well, when you come down to Australia, you'll have to um, call out to us and we'll, uh, we should be able to catch up then as well. Would love that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Beth. Look, thanks very much for chatting to us today. I think, um, yeah, I think really good. But before we go, just in a couple of sentences, what message would you like to tell our listeners? I would say, like you mentioned before, if everyone in the horse world could just be able to slow down and really get quiet, and listen to their intuition, listen to their horses, mm-hmm. it would really shift things for yeah. their riding and for their horses and their relationship. And that that in itself would be incredible. Yep. So yep. take a breath, slow down, don't be in such a rush. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, and if you get a feeling about something, then use your intuition. Yes, and don't be afraid to say something, especially if you're in a lesson and something doesn't feel right. Absolutely say something and... Um, be okay with the results because you want to make sure that you and your horse stay safe. Yep, yep, for sure. All right, now, Beth, how can people contact you? The details will be on your page, which will be horsechats.com slash Beth Parish. But otherwise, how can people contact you? Should they go to your website? They can go to my website, which is inspiredriding.com, mm-hmm. and they can email me there. I'm also on Facebook, uh, just at Inspired Riding. Okay, perfect. All right, Beth, look, thanks for chatting to us today. We'll um, Hopefully we'll catch up soon and, um, yeah, you have a good day. You too. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 